as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Is this the title? This is the KBLA Sports Minute with Ray Richardson. Both of LA's NBA teams ended long road trips with impressive wins last night. The Lakers got a strong triple-double from Anthony Davis to help finish a 4-2 trip. AD had 26 points, 15 rebounds, and 11 assists. LeBron also had 26 points and 7 assists. D'Angelo Russell led the Lakers with 28. The Lakers are home Thursday night against Denver. There's a ton of sparkling numbers for the Clippers. They held on for a five-point win in Atlanta to cap a 6-1 Eastern road trip. 36 points for Kawhi Leonard, 30 points and 10 assists for James Harden. The Clippers shot 60% from three-point range. They are 19 games over 500 and just a half game behind Minnesota and Oklahoma City for the best record in the Western Conference. Since December 1st, the Clippers are 26-5. They're at home Wednesday night against New Orleans. No debates, no speculation, just the info you need. That's your KBLA Sports Minute. I'm Ray Richardson on KBLA Talk 1580. At KBLA Talk 1580, we are unapologetic about amplifying the voices of those who have historically been left out of the conversation. As we approach our third anniversary this summer, the problem with talk radio in Southern California, specifically, and America more broadly, is virtually unchanged. All day, all night, all white. We make no apologies for our prime audience, but true to the best of our tradition, we're committed to expanding justice and freedom for all. So when we receive messages from listeners like Neil, we just smile. I realize that I'm not your target demographic, but I love listening to your station as it is the only progressive station on the dial. That's us. Unapologetically progressive. KBLA Top 1580. Heaven help the child who never had a home. Heaven help the girl who walks the streets alone. Up the roses if the bombs begin to fall. Heaven help the black man if he struggles one more day. Heaven help the white man if he turns back away. Heaven help the man who kicks the man who has to crawl. KBLA Talk 1580 Real talk Alright, we're pivoting We're pivoting, pivoting, pivoting To our election Which is right now Many people already have their mail-in ballots In their mailboxes And one of the areas we are committed to helping you understand Is your options for judge To that end, we have uh, joining us A woman who's running for uh, L.A. County Superior Court in seat number nine. She says she's been fighting for justice for 30 years. She started her law career in the appellate uh, division of the L.A. County District Attorney's Office. She founded a nonprofit to help people with substance abuse problems recover. Um, And she was in 2009 recognized as Woman of the Year 
for her work in the community. Um, she recently founded the South Los Angeles Justice Center to help folks with pro bono or sliding scale uh, legal assistance. Rhonda Dixon, welcome. Good morning, Dominique. How are you? I'm blessed. How are you doing? Very good. And, you know, we go back a long way, if you recall, from the time of the rap symposium, remember? Yeah, that is quite a long time back. <laughs> Very long time. Um, I am running for seat 39, just as a point of um, correction there. I think you said seat 9, but a seat 39. Oh, well, I, I must have sw- swallowed the seat. 3, because I definitely read 39 off the page. So, um, yeah, seat oh, okay. 39. So what this is, running for judge is hard. I know a number of people who have done it. Um, why, <laughs> why take on this project? You know, I'm I'm known for doing things that are hard. Um, <laughs> um, setting up Dixon Recovery Institute was very difficult, and it was actually right down the street from your studio. Um, I rose from being like the, the fifty thousand budget to about one point five million in seven years. I served six hundred and fifty seven people. Um, when they shut down the clinics, they shut down a lot of clinics in our area. Most of the people that were providers that were black were shut down and have never been able to recover. Um, This has also impacted the safety net. So I wanted to pay it forward, and that's when I started practicing criminal law. Um, Yeah. Do you have a question? No, I was just, well, you you say that um, you're committed to fairness and justice. Of course, that's what we want in a judge is somebody that's fair. So, But everybody, I would imagine, everyone thinks they're fair. What what makes you feel that you have this, uh, I mean, it's front and center on your page, that you have this special aptitude for, uh, for fairness? Well, being part of the community that is most impacted by the justice system when it comes to criminal justice, um, actually even social and economic justice are impacted. Most people don't realize that the judges that are elected are mostly, by and large, prosecutors that have never practiced on the civil bench, the family law bench, the probate bench, the landlord, tenant, or small claims. But in the criminal courts, approximately 80% of the prisoners that go to state prison are coming back to Los Angeles County, where 40% of the population of the state resides in Los Angeles County. It's a huge disparity because of those 80%, a large percentage of them are African-American males, or I could just say black males because I'm not sure if that's a correct name, but they're black males from the age of 18 to 26 serving long sentences. And the way they do it is they stack them and make them consecutive instead of concurrent. And it's, um, I'm hard-pressed to see why somebody should do 25 years to life when nobody got hurt, nobody got killed, nobody got raped or molested. Literally, if you get an attempted murder charge, or certain, uh, there are certain charges that you can get that you can get a 25-to-life sentence. What do you, um, who, who is supporting you? What organizations, what endorsements do you have so far? So far, I have I don't really have any endorsements. Most of the ex-offender networks, of course, are on my side, but I didn't seek out. I'm still seeking out endorsements. The endorsements are something that um, they come by. Basically, 
there's um, I, I'll just be honest with you. I'm not your usual candidate. I'm very passionate about what I'm doing. And I feel like we need more people like me on the bench instead of people that have the same perspective and are dealing only with the criminal aspects of the law. Okay, so when you say people like you, I assume you're you're talking about people who have been defense lawyers or who have been, you know, uh, public defenders. We're seeing more folks running this time and, and last election cycle than we've seen in the past um, with some success. What else do you mean when you say people like me on the bench? People that have lived experience. Um, you know, I've um, experienced trauma. I've grown up in the community. One of the reasons I set up the Dixon Recovery Institute was because in the third grade, I found two dead bodies um, overdosed on heroin in my community in the alley behind my grandfather's house on 51st and McKinley. So I see a problem and I try to fix it. And I'm not afraid to roll up my sleeves and get in the community and do that. Um, As you know, um, I was an entertainment lawyer for a long time. And it was really funny because the A&R people, who you, it's very hard to get them on the phone, they would call me and say, hey, who do you have, Rhonda? And I said, wait a minute, you're calling me? They said, yeah, because we know you're going to go to Compton. <laughs> you know, you're going to go down there and look for those artists that we, we're not going down there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, they knew I would go to South Central Los Angeles, Compton, wherever it is, and I'm, I'm not uncomfortable there. And um, I understand the, the issues and the problems that are going on in our community. I can also go to Pasadena, where I also grew up, and West Covina, and any anywhere in this county. So I can basically, I, I kind of understand the issues that are dealing with regular people. A lot of people are afraid to go to court, and that shouldn't happen. Who who thinks that it's a great idea? Let's go to court. No. Yeah, nobody said nobody ever, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, um... Okay, you're you're not a typical candidate. Then talk to us about organizations you've been involved with. You talked about the one you you know the the recovery uh, center that you founded. Talk to me about mm-hmm. um, other organizations that you've worked with or that you um, think are important. You know, I've worked with workforce development. I ran the Compton Workforce, um, and I also went to the JV, JVS uh, West Hollywood Workforce. I think in both of those um, communities, I work with marginalized communities, the LGBTQ plus community in West Hollywood and mostly ethnic minorities. About 14,400 people came through our doors and I was responsible for getting 200 jobs. I was the first one to actually meet the goal of any of the people that were the um, site manager or the manager of that site. And um, it was interesting because my executive director, whenever I, if I went on the lobby floor, she would say, who is that? How do you know all these people? Because every time I walked out, they'd say, hey, Rhonda Dixon, da, da, da. And she said, she said, who is that? I said, oh, that's Taco. He's in charge of the ceasefire gang injunction. <laughs> she said, well, how do you know all these people? I said, it's a long story. But um, basically, I grew up in the community. I remember I was involved in the rap and the music industry. And then I was involved with Dixon Recovery, where I helped a lot of people to recover. But that's when I saw a lot of disparities in the criminal justice system. And I saw that alternative um, sentencing works. This is where people are given the opportunity to get substance abuse or mental health treatment. And at the same time, we help them get jobs and help them to really get housing and help them to put their lives together. And I really think that the shutdown of 200 clinics at once in the year of 2013 
cause the blossoming of homelessness mm. that um, really went out of control in 2015 and on. Okay, really um, trying to squeeze in a lot of stuff in these last couple minutes here. What do you think about the bail schedule now, the new bail schedule for L.A. County? New bail schedule. Well, where they're... Um, Give me a little bit more about that. Okay, where they're, you know, they're, they're releasing more um, nonviolent offenders or people that judges deem, uh, you know, not problematic to do so, um, so that they're not spending their pretrial days in custody. <laughs> okay, that's not my experience. So let me just tell you what's really happening. Um, there was an injunction that was placed somewhat Someone placed a lawsuit, and that only deals with low-level misdemeanor offenses, and that is because they had to be forced, and that's one reason why I want to be a judge, because there are 20,000 people awaiting resentencing based on the laws that the California people voted on, okay? Those laws were put in place a couple of years ago, right at the beginning of Gascon's tenure, Mm -hmm. and that's why they don't like Gascon. They keep claiming that he's doing something, but people don't realize that they put... The L.A. County District Attorneys Association, which is the union for the DAs, put an injunction on him two months after he came into play. So this whole thing that the press is saying about, oh, Gascon's letting all the prisoners out, never happened. And further, when I went up to Lancaster, six months elected, his picture was not on the wall in the DA's office. Wow. So they're being forced to let people out and that's not necessarily happening i'm still heavily doing bail review hearings which are which are called humphrey motions and i have to appeal those when the, when they don't follow the law and i i win those motions but many times um they don't let people out okay. this, this is actually that bail um thing that you're talking about actually works for the police in other words the police have a worksheet that they put together to decide what the bail is and now they can't hold them before they see a judge. All right. Well, um, you know, maybe we'll dive into it another day when we can get you get you on the show on a topic. But for now, um, before we run out of time, tell us how to find out more about you, your website, your Instagram, all that stuff. Um, Rhonda Dixon. Rhonda, R-O-N-D-A, Dixon, D-I-X-O-N, the number four, judge, J-U-D-G-E dot com is my website. Um Instagram is the same, Rhonda, at Rhonda Dixon for Judge. I have a Facebook page, Rhonda Dixon for Judge. And um, my phone number um, is 323-641-2731. Um, anybody right. that wants to help me out with donations or any um, volunteer work can contact me at my website. All right. Well, um, we got 60 seconds left. Give me your elevator pitch. Why we should vote Rhonda Dixon for uh, Superior Court Judge Seat 39. Because I believe in restorative justice. I will be fair, compassionate, and just. I will listen to people, and they will be heard. Um, I will um, punish people to what they are, you know, to fit the crime, but not put people in jail for life for low-level offenses. Um, Also, there are civil, on the civil bench, I will listen to people and be fair and just. Well, Rhonda Dixon, I really, really appreciate you checking in with us this morning, and good luck to you on your quest uh, this election cycle. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dominique. Rhonda No H, Rhonda Dixon, the number four, judge.com, Rhonda Dixon for Judge 
www.thepatriotsocialdemocrats.com. We've got another candidate and a special surprise. This is a jam-packed Talking Point Tuesday on KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. loud. KBLA Talk 1580. At KBLA Talk 1580, we do black history every single day. In fact, as the only black talk radio station west of the Mississippi, we are black history. Our annual Black History Month luncheon is fast approaching, and we want to be sure to give you ample time to get your company, organization, church, or group to join us at this year's celebration on the last day of the month, Thursday, February 29th at noon. Last year, we honored iconic local black media personalities, including Pat Harvey, Jim Hill, Mark Brown, Beverly White, Sandy Banks, and Pat Prescott, and raised $20,000 in scholarships. This year, we're honoring Black Hollywood creatives who have used their artistic genius as climate justice champions. At this year's luncheon, we will be showcasing and sharing their inspiring work on our big screen. Plus, a scrumptious meal, live music, great company, and lots of fun with your favorite KBLA Talk 1580 hosts. So contact us today at info at smileyaudiomedia.com or call 323-290-4690. That's info at smileyaudiomedia.com or call 323-290-4690. We hope to see you Thursday, February 29th as we close out Black History Month. At KBLA Talk 1580, we've got your black. Your black. Don't settle for bumps and groans and itch due to dry skin. Try Venus for pubic hair and skin, the razor and regimen specifically designed for your pubic area. Featuring a razor with patented irritation defense bar and skincare regimen that is dermatologist and gynecologist tested. Venus helps protect your pubic skin from shave irritation. Discover the full regimen of products at GilletteVenus.com. Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. Hewitt, yeah! So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, Walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Thanks for waking up with Dominique DePrima on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, we had some folks that wanted to respond and have things to say about Mark Carter out of Chicago. Certainly, uh, it was an interesting conversation. Um, so if you, you know, now's the perfect time, 809-201580. We got some uh, some air airspace for you here, KBLA delegation. And you can also hit me up on all the social media. It's KBLA 1580 everywhere on X, on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. We're broadcasting, we're streaming right now on YouTube. And please like, follow, and subscribe. I'm also there, Deprima Radio, D I P R I M A, and then radio. I know you all like to call me Dupree and all kinds of other things. But if you're looking at, <laughs> I don't mind, just call me. But if you're looking for me on socials, you're going to have to spell it right D I P R I M A, and then radio. Um, and I'm so excited that we were able to unveil for the first uh, time in the whole world ever history here on First Things First with Dominique DePrima, uh, our first 
ever survey of black LA County voters. It's something we're going to be doing on a regular basis. We are your election information station. That's why we just uh, finished talking with one of your LA County Superior Court uh, judicial candidates. The way we do it is we offer everyone running for any, uh, any of the positions that we are covering, which is not everything on the ballot, but things that tend to impact our, um, our, delegation, uh, we offer them all the same, right? If, you know, judicial candidates get the same amount of time, assembly candidates get the same amount of time, and so on. And then if they don't respond, they, you know, you snooze, you lose, but we offer equal time to all. So if you haven't heard from somebody and you want to know more about them, keep it locked. We will have it coming up. Or you can go to the website, kbla1580.com, and those um, those interviews are there. We actually have a hub, the Election Information Station Hub, where all of those are grouped according to office to make it really easy for you. You can go over to Senate, uh, District 35, and whoever we've interviewed so far will be there. And you can hear what they have to say for yourself. Um, and, and I think it's more important uh, than ever for judges because we tend to know less. And that is the same place you will find that survey, that polling. If you want to write about it, talk about it, think about it, the groundbreaking results, that includes really uh, kind of a deep dive on the L.A. County District Attorney's race, which I would argue is probably the most important uh, race we have going. So um, because they are going to decide that... Um, the, what the voters called for, the progressive um, changes that we called for, that we organized for, either become codified and continue to progress, or they are overturned. And there's a bunch of folks that have been directly clashing with our current DA and trying to um, overturn those progressive reforms that voters asked for that are on that ballot. So you're going to want to really pay attention. And this, uh, this polling information is, is, is very helpful. It's at KBLA1580.com. Uh, we also talk about public safety, black people's attitudes about crime. This is uh, done by Eviteris, which is very reputable, a black-owned um, public opinion survey company. So you can check that out. As far as Mark Carter goes, I mean, I, I, at a certain point, I become... You know, I want to know where people are coming from and what they say, what their mind frame is. Um, but when somebody tells you that they don't like Democratic candidates because they're corrupt, and I know Chicago definitely has re that reputation, but then they, but then they um, express their undying love for somebody who has 92 counts that he's facing, uh, many of which are tied to various forms of corruption, uh, including trying to steal an election and overthrow a whole government. Uh, you know, there's only so much logic that you can apply in that kind of a case. Um, I think this idea that if we automatically get rid of people of other ethnic groups, people coming from outside this country, that the United States would automatically grant justice, reparations, rights, and respect to black people is... Um, a fantasy. Uh, it's 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 an extreme version of what Paul Mooney used to call the illusion of inclusion, um, you know, and um, 
I, I don't even know how to argue that. And more concerning than the um, mind frame of Mark Carter, who tells you what he's up to. He tells you he wants to turn Chicago red. He believes, and, and I understand that the motivation for that is, according to him, wanting more for black people. On that, we agree. More opportunities, reparations, better jobs more rights, our fair share of what we pay into this country in taxes, all that, I agree. But I, the means to get there uh, by voting in a president who has repeatedly shown his contempt for black people, black Americans and black people other, otherwise. And I, I'm not just talking about whether he personally likes you or not. I don't give a rat's behind about that. I'm talking about the policies and how they impact communities. That's what I'm talking about. Now, uh, what I was saying is that I, I'm more concerned about a mean than Mark Carter. I don't think anything I can say or do is going to change um, that guy's perspective. He would need a visit from, you know, the ghost of Christmas past or something like that to really, you know, have a vision uh, just like he had when he came out of, out of uh, being incarcerated and decided to help other people who had been incarcerated, which was, which was such a great way to start as an activist, but then was recruited um, and this is what happens like with a lot of these Project 21 folks that I talk to. They get recruited by Republicans who embrace them as um, legitimate sounding voices that can put forth talking points that they want in our community. And so they give them a certain amount of support or they give them that leg up that, you know, the Ben Carson treatment. Um, and so I, I kind of... You know, I, I think that's going to be harder to break through. But someone like Amin, who's who I, you know, I've talked to many times on the radio and is now saying that he thinks black people are more likely to get reparations, that we're more likely to get a fair share, that we're more likely to get. Uh, and I understand the um, anger around the Biden administration's policies, foreign policy, uh, the policy toward Gaza and all of that. I do understand that. But but to transpose that over to justice for black Americans, there's no evidence of it. There's no evidence. Okay, you can name the First Step Act. Yeah, which was, by the way, started and put in motion by Democrats and brought across the finish line by Trump. And I do give him credit for that. That's one good thing he did. <laughs> it wasn't his idea. He didn't start it, but he, he finished it. And that is something. People were um, released from unjustly long uh, uh, prison sentences. But if you look at the trajectory of Trump's legacy, it is anti-black every step of the way. And, and you know, and it's, it's anti-black and anti-immigrant, even though he brought in immigrants, even though his father was an immigrant, even, even though his real name is Drumpf, D-R-U-M-P-F. Before they changed it to Trump, they, they, um, Nikki Haley, Haley, their name, you know, uh, <laughs> they Nikki Haley, their name to sound like America first. Um, and, and so, you, you know, you can, you can get caught up in the talking points and the shiny objects, or you can look at this man's track record and what he has actually done to and for black Americans. He brought up the central five Park Five himself, the Exonerated Five himself, because that was that is a grave injustice that um, Donald Trump did to black men that he has never apologized for. 
But it's not that. I don't care if you like me. I don't care if you like Omarosa or Ben Carson. I, I'm talking about the policies. I'm talking about the defunding of black neighborhoods, schools, programs. That's what I'm talking about. Under, um, and, and, you know, party favors for the rich and punishment for uh, the working class of all races. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what concerns me. Uh, We'll be speaking with another L.A. County Superior Court judicial candidate when we come forward. And I'm so proud of us. Man, we are really watching these interviews on uh, KBLA1580.com and on YouTube. Let's keep at it. The election is right now. It's KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominique Dupree when we come forward.